We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Dawson here. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Till the 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out. Randolph children. DJ Khaled, you know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands grown up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Pastor. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Field of 68. After that. Welcome to the Tuesday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live at Stadium Studios here in Chicago. Uh, Doug Gottlieb, Jeff Goodman, Randolph Childress. My name is Rob Doster. We just finished watching Kansas land a thrilling come-from-behind win over Kentucky, 89-84. to They raised a 14-point deficit in the second half. 27 points, 21 boards, 400 Dickinson, triple-double for Kevin McCullough. That was the second game of the Champions Classic. Duke got last in Michigan State in the first game. We had a couple wild games outside of the city of Chicago. One was down the road in Illinois. Tyler Kolek, who you said wasn't going to play today. I never said that. Said he wasn't going to play. Your up play is questionable. I don't what know. Did I say? Game play. time decision. Game time decision. Yeah, had exactly. It. Well, the game time was the kid's a tough mf or yeah. played and not only did he play, but he played well. Yeah, he looked. Right. He looked. He looked absolutely terrific. Um, a lot of stuff in the Gavit games, but we got to start with the biggest game of the night: uh, Kansas eighty-nine. Kentucky 84. It was a different Kentucky team than we used to seeing. We'll get to all that. But first, I want to go to RC on this one. In the second half, what were you telling me as we were sitting there watching the game? How would you how would you guard Kansas? You would let DeWan Harris shoot, right? I did. <laughs> do, do you want to apologize to the man? No. <laughs> because you have to. I mean, it's something you could do. Hunter, Hunter Dickinson was a problem. But, hey, he hell of a game. Five threes. I would have now I would have stepped out after the third of you know because one he didn't shoot I would have shot but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> what do you make of this Kansas win? Listen, it almost got away from him. I mean, it really did. If I think it was six at one point late and and Reed Shepard came they, down. They were down. They were down six with three minutes and forty six seconds left, and they were down fourteen at the under twelve. It was right. fifty eight to forty four. Kansas called a timeout. I, I still, you know, I think watching this game you see that Kansas isn't the dominant number one that I think we thought they were maybe a month or two ago. They don't have great perimeter shooting. They don't have a lot of guys who can make a play off the bounce. They have two really good players. And McCuller is a very good piece. But other than that, you kind of worry right now. They have no bench. Timberlake can't really – 
he doesn't really do anything. Furphy's not ready. I mean, you saw Jamari McDowell in there only because K.J. Adams fouled out. But K.J. Adams isn't really much of a threat to score either. So I, I just don't know. I mean, this was a, a hell of a win for Kansas and a hell of a loss for Kentucky. I, I really did. I was really impressed with Kentucky. Um, I would echo pretty much everything you said. Um, let's start with Dewan Harris. Because I've lived that life of a guy who everybody dares to shoot. Honestly, it's such a hard thing. You know, you're like, if you don't shoot, you look like a clown. And if you do shoot and you miss, people are like, I could make that shot. I could, I could totally make that shot, right? That guy's got nuts that are the size of this room. And this is a very big room we're in. He's, he's got a little hurly to him, right? Like, if we remember the UNLV win, he made the gigantic three um, that, that changed that game. He just he does whatever it takes to win the basketball game. And look, he wasn't a perfectly clean game. You know, they ran a little play for him to throw an alley-oop to Parker Brown. I don't know why they ran that one, but he had bad, a couple bad turnovers late. Um, he got a little bit of foul trouble. You know, it was a little chippy. But those dudes just know how to win, you know. And even Hunter Dickinson kind of like kind of got, you know, came along. And if you saw, there was one time when Hunter Dickinson was complaining about getting elbowed and they reviewed it. And he was just trying to tell the ref, and Dewan Harris stepped in front and was like, we don't do that. Because you were right in front. You were right behind that bench. Yes. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he got elbowed, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I didn't see the Dewan Harris telling him. No, well, Dewan Harris was grabbing him. Yeah, Dewan no, Harris was on the other side of Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, and you just, can't you see him. Yeah, you can't Hunter see him. <laughs> so, look, it's not a perfect team. And obviously, losing Arterio is going to kill him because you need – it's our starting two-guard, big-time shooter scorer. Yeah. No, it wasn't a shooter. He wasn't a big well, top shooter. Well, he was a scorer. About, he was a scorer. Let's, let's, let's talk about but that. But he was because... another body. He was another body that you needed. Oh, yeah, let's, know, let's talk about that because the the one thing that we've, I think all of us has heard at some point about this Kansas yeah. team was that they need one more guy, right? Yep. They're down one guy, which is why I think Bill probably took a risk on a guy that maybe he shouldn't have brought into the program necessarily getting Arterio Morris. How worried are you about that in terms of long-term series? I, I'll just say this. Like, we, we look at, we, we think about all these teams like they're all perfect. They're all going to be flawed. Right. You know, they're all going to be flawed. And the one thing that the Timberlake, him bringing Timberlake, that's the perfect – you and I talked about this. It's like guys look in the portal and you look at their numbers and you just assume, well, look, I can hide that he can't defend, but he's going to make shots. Mm -hmm. He wasn't ready for that game. He wanted no part <laughs> he, of it. He was not. And, 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 and look, I mean – Nicholas Timberlake, I'm sure he's a great dude, and I'm sure he's going to have some better games, and he's going to have to come back from that. Um, but he looked like a dude. Like, I coach AU basketball, my son, and they have, you know, like platinum, gold, silver, bronze. <laughs> and when you put a guy from a – like who's been getting buckets at silver into a gold-level game, and that, that everybody starts running and jumping, and they're like, whoa, 20, I need out of this game. Yeah, there was, hey, no, there look, was nowhere to put him. There was no because the, the way that, like, that was, like, that was they, they had, they had a nine-point lead in the first half. Kentucky could not have looked worse. Mm -hmm. And I and and Bill put the two shooters, put Furphy in there with Timberlake at the same time. And, I mean, it went bad like that. Like, there was nothing he could do. It was just terrible. There's no way to hide him. And the way Kentucky's plays, who was he going to guard? Nobody. And Nobody I think that was the issue, was that where do you put him? And, and then well, Dillingham just, got not, it rolling. Not just that, but where do you hide him? And then he doesn't bring anything at the oh, offensive end. Right? Like, if you're going to – If you can make shots, then you – I mean, that's you can what make they shot, brought him right? in, though, was right. to be able to make the shots. Right, he'll, he'll, he'll have he a game one, or two like that. He had one right. down the stretch where they ran a play for him. Uh, they ran a play. Uh, his, his defender helped off. 
Dewan Harris comes around the corner, and there's no the, the plays to try to get the dump down to Hunter Dickinson. They got three guys in front of Hunter. They kick it out to Nick Timberlake, who's wide open. In he, the won corner, to, he, he won more. He won more. He won more. Yeah, yeah, but you got to shoot. Listen, that one. In, That's fa- shot in fairness to him, though, is when you're sitting there and you're not playing a ton of minutes, and you and, just and get used, and you just and you're get out to. there, and you're used, used to, to being a guy when you're a he shooter, and you're the guy, and you're accustomed to getting a ton of shots and a ton of touches. You're able to pick your moments, and then now he's not in that situation. So just to come into a well, game, and get I, I shot just want to I just want to double up on some RC saying, okay? Because he lived this as a pro, right? Because when he's in college, he was a dude, right? Then you go to the pros, and you're like, hey, we want you against better competition to come out the bench, ice cold, yep. and then when you get it, first time you get it, make the shot, make shot, okay? That's hard. So again, and he was a great player. Right. Okay? Imagine, imagine a yeah. kid yeah. who has been a good college player. A much lower level, like we all think, because we see the NCAA tournament, we're like, oh, there's they can compete. Like it's a completely different sport, low major basketball to this is super high major, all dudes out there, okay. And so you ask him to sit over there, and then his confidence isn't great, and then he catches the ball and like, dude, your job is to shoot. Like, hey, I with I, no actions ran for you. nothing, just catch and shoot and all make right, it and you. look good. So last question I want to ask you guys before we get to the Kentucky angle, because I am very curious yes. to hear your opinions on Kentucky. Kevin McCuller has a triple-double. You get 20, was it 23 and 8 from DeWan Harris tonight? KJ Adams fouled out, but he finished with like 14, four assists. Does it matter that you have a bunch of different guys that can be a playmaker on a roster like this if you don't have the shooting? If you trust Bill Self to run enough schemes, if you're able to get the Duckins for Hunter, does, you does that they help did? it at all? You know what I felt like they were just doing? Because I feel like we're being very negative. They were about just trying just, to they were trying to run stuff over and over and over and hope that Kentucky's young guys were going to break down defensively. And, and I think they did. I don't think that's what it was. I think they did. I thought I, what they, where they punished them a lot was everything kept coming from the weak side. Yeah. So they were having the, they were having the Suns cut from the weak side, and they scored so many baskets off of penetration, penetration or a post feed, and then weak side cuts. And that's difficult to guard with any age, but definitely with younger guys. And, so and those I guys, guess, and those guys are really good at catching and fishing. Yes, KJ yes. Adams is good at catching. On a move, they're, they're, that's they're, very they're hard. That's very they're hard problem. to do. Yeah. The, the, well, the, the biggest question I had is how much of that is the Bill Self factor? Do you just look at it and say, okay, you got these playmakers, you got these it's, guys. It's all create, Bill. He's, 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 he's so the best. good. Yeah. It's all Bill. He's so good. I mean, even go, digging into the bench at the end of the game for a dude who has not taken off the sweats. And then, oh yeah, by the way, at the end of the game, he caught the ball the play before. He was open, and he's like, "You need to shoot that, like you need to shoot it." Like he he was encouraging KJ to shoot the ball at the top Boy, of the key. He had to shoot it. No, but 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 he's also he's all and look and look and I'll credit Bill as well. Like there was a bunch of times where like, when's he gonna go to his triangle in two? Because Dillingham was cooking him, and Shepard was cooking him a little bit too. So let's let's talk about that because this this Kentucky team was one where we spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time saying that this Kentucky team wasn't enough. These freshmen weren't necessarily going to be good enough. Robert Dillingham, DJ Wagner coming in, Justin Edwards stepping in, they're not going to be good enough. I What I saw from this group was exactly what we saw in Toronto in the global gym. Now, it wasn't perfect. They ended up shooting 12 for 38 from three. Antonio Reeves, three for 17 from three, seven for 25 from the floor. DJ Wagner, one for 12. But, I mean, I think the pace, the, the, the space that they're playing with, the guy's getting up threes. Cal embracing this, like the talent that he has and playing into it. My question to you, I'm going to you first on this one, Doug, because yeah. I know you won't hold back. Does Cal stick with it? Does he keep playing this way even if you have nights where you go 12 for 38? Yes. He has to. He has to. I mean, out of personnel. And well, what about when he gets like Bradshaw and maybe his other bigs back? Then what does he do? Mm, I still think he's going to go four out 
you know, four out one I think in. he still has a significant part of the game playing with the small lineup. I mean, I like, like look, you win in college basketball, your guards. I think the bigger challenge for them is what do you do if DJ Wagner is your third best freshman guard? I've said to, this. Right? I, yeah. I've been like, saying this all the whole time. Like, like, look, and Dillingham, and I said that you and I talked earlier today, like Dillingham, he shot an air ball late. Like, he can – he can run hot and he can run cold. He's this. When he's, when hot, he's run man. hot, oh. he's unbelievable. But but she- but but like tonight. but like Shepard, okay. Shepard does all the things that are mm-hmm. are gonna hunt in SEC league play. Right now, he turned it over a little bit late, you know, and that last shot wasn't a good one. He forced it. Probably didn't have to. I didn't love the play. They ran that, you know, bringing Reeves back off a screen and the hammer on the weak side, and then he caught it. He didn't have anything to do, but he did turn it over twice late. And one time, especially, he drove in there. He had Dickinson on his back. He should have just jumped into him and got the foul. But he looks like a guy. He was not phased at all by the moment. One sped up. And, and he did a really good job of keeping his man in front defensively. Those other guys are more athletic, but they take a lot more chances. Like, he looks like he's a lot more ready, a lot more solid. Whereas DJ is, he plays like all of these guys are trained to play one on cone. I mean, downhill. Like, he's nasty one on, going downhill, but like, we're not playing. We're not playing for mid-range jump shots, yeah, dude. Those that's was, the worst shot in the sport. He was one for twelve tonight, and they shot. I saw a stat. They shot fourteen twos that were not layups, which I think is a lot, much higher Middies. number. Than no, you that, that, that's 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 my his game. Though. Yeah. I know it's his game, but like if you surround that dude with four shooters, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily how this team is built. You got a couple too many guys that put it on the deck. I, I think, and, and you you tell me if I'm wrong here, Jeff. I think that their best lineup. What they'll figure out is Dillingham, Reed Shepard, Antonio Reeves, Justin Edwards, if he plays better. He didn't play well tonight, but I'm yeah. still buying Justin Edwards and Trey Mitchell at the five. I think that's what their best lineup is. I'm not in love with Trey Mitchell. I just he, he doesn't was fine. Great. He was fine. He was you fine. can put Jordan Burks out there too. No, like, like could, the guy is Bradshaw. If you could ever get Bradshaw back, I, I think in yeah, the next I, like three weeks. I think Trey Mitchell is less important than Reed Shepard, Robert Dillingham. Here's what you need. You need Mitchell for his experience. I, I do like I do like Dillingham off the bench just because I think and I think there's a way in which you can sell him on. Hey, look, dude, when you go to the NBA, this is you're going to be Jason Terry. Right? When you go to the NBA, you're going to be any of those bench guys. No position. You just come in and get buckets. And so we're going to do that for you here. But the the issue is like there's just I mean you know because you've coached. We know because we covered it. Like like he turned down his grandpa at Louisville mm-hmm. and major money. Right to I go still, and play I still Kentucky. Don't get it. I still don't get that. All right, decision. Randolph, give me. Give me the guy there. I, I understand. No, I'm just saying. Game, I'm but. just saying. Like, there's there's a lot more at play in sitting a guy than just having to play the best players. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, no, I'd like to think it was his best players. And normally, what Cal and he'll was, play better. Cal, yeah, and Cal was normally when he was he was at his best. He was great at kind of navigating that that ego. And yeah, and, and he'll. But, I mean, I'll, let me ask you this, RC. After seeing this performance, does it change what you think Kentucky's ceiling can be? This like, are we looking at them now as like, oh, this team can make a run, or are you looking at them now like this was just you know they caught fire on on for about four minutes in the first half? When you have guard play like this, then you know as they gain experience, like we said before, I said this earlier, get Kentucky now because by February, late January, February, this group gets a little more experience. They're gonna be a tough out. Yeah. Dillingham's got a gear to him that's different. Yeah, like he he has a different gear, and I think that's something you just can't coach. You can't teach. He's out there. It's hard. He's, 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 he's got Pat, I, I think, Pat Bevin I think that 
I, I think that Kentucky taking this loss was probably not the best loss or the worst loss that we saw today. That was Michigan State. We're going to tell you why you need to be very concerned about the Spartans coming up next. College basketball season kicks off this week, and there is no better way to get prepared for the wild finishes, the bad beats, and the total unpredictability of the sport that we all love than by purchasing access to the Almanac, a project that we at the Field of 68 partnered on with Three Man Weave, Heat Check CBB, and Verbal Commits. Unlike last season, the Almanac is no longer a PDF. Rather, it is a website that features more than 1,500 words on each and every one of the 362 Division I teams in college basketball. We wrote more than 800,000 words in total. We spoke to every single Division I head coach to get a feel for the rosters, the rotation, the projected starter lineups, and what they think their team is going to look like this year. For everyone, from the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, they deserve to be covered like they matter. And over at the Almanac, that is precisely what we do. Access costs just $19.99 for the year and can be purchased at the link in the description below. And now, back to our show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark. It's the Tuesday edition. We are live in Chicago. We're not actually at the United Center. We are at Stadium Studios, which is a good time to remind you. It's actually you. in the United Center. 
Can you just let me go with my point, please? Don't talk, don't interrupt the host. You're confusing the listener, though. Don't interrupt the host when he's talking. You're don't back him up. All right, you're supposed to be on my side here. <laughs> oh, anyway, listen, this is a good place cares. where we can plug Last Call, which is going to be after the Field of 68 After Dark live over on the Stadium app. It's going to be on the Stadium YouTube channel. It is our new show. We're getting rid of the afters. Now we have Last Call. Unfortunately, we don't have beers like we did last night. Uh, we're going to make. Do Trevor. I get to do Last Call? Well, yeah, do you're coming. Yeah, you're coming with us. That's why you're here. Oh, okay. That's why you're here. Yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. It, it, we're, an hour we're not going then. anywhere. You're staying Last right call. there, dog. No you know, we get right do beers. Huh? That's yeah. the plan. I like that. Trevor, Trevor's going to go run out and go get. <laughs> he's like a red eye. Like he, he's not going to make it through Last Call. I'll totally make it. Yeah, he's definitely. They're, and they're not going to sleep. They're flying out. Doug doesn't need sleep. I know Doug long enough to know that my man doesn't need any sleep. I'm going straight to the airport. Me and me and RC are going straight to the airport. Listen, anyway. All right. So we were we are at Stadium. We are in Chicago. We watched the Champions Classic. We just talked about. Uh, Kansas beating Kentucky. Now we got to talk about Duke's 74-65 to 65 win over Michigan State, and we got to talk about the Spartans. We're going to get into all that first. But before we do, Caleb Foster, 18 points, 16 points in the second half. They finally found someone on the perimeter that is just a driller, that is a guy that can space the floor, that is just out there to make shots. I think that that was the dynamic that we needed, that, that we need to see out of this Duke team. RC, what do you make of Caleb Foster's performance tonight? He, he stepped up. You know, they, they're not surprised. Between him and McCain, one of those guys consistently has to figure that out. And McCain is struggling. He struggled the first couple of games this year, and, and he'll knock down shots. Uh, I, I'm still – I want more out of Proctor. I want him to put more pressure on the rim. Uh, off the bounce, I, I think he's a hell of a defender. He's a good player. But for the first-round status that he has, he has another gear. And I think if he, he – Duke needs him if they want to reach their goals. How, reach how, their do, how do we get that out of him? Sit him if he doesn't do it. Yeah, you know you're gonna have <laughs> yeah. to sit him. But he's I mean, too he, valuable but, defensively, but he, though. Yeah, no, I mean, he, look, he's a good player, but good he player. he settles for those middies too. Like, dude, get to the rim, get to the foul line, make plays. I don't know if he doesn't like contact. I, I don't get it. Um, he plays let me just, too cool. I mean, he does. He does. I mean, he he tries to play at his own pace, and sometimes there's just a lack of intensity there. And it's weird too, because like he's super vocal. You watch him with his teammates yeah. and he tries to be that leader and that alpha dog that way and you wonder how they take to that I, I don't know enough about the dynamic I mean we can talk about Kyle Filipowski that dude's a stud stud and <laughs> like Ryan Young might be the most underrated dude he was so good tonight he was good he's tonight. really good so it's good. like and you have to it's one of those things where I'm sure we can all appreciate it on TV but in person you really see it like he's always in the right spot his even even on place where he's a little bit late defensively he gets there to wall up so he makes the shot a little bit more difficult. It's one of those ones, Doug, where you can't look at the stats. He had zero blocks and zero no, steals. No, but he affects shots. Everything yeah. defensively. He's, he's, a, he's, he's so good. At, he's he like has Jeff a chance to be there, so Brian. being in the way. He, <laughs> he's a position defender. Yeah, okay. he is. It's, uh, it's a little bit like Zubek when they won the national championship. Mm -hmm. Remember, mid-year they put him in. He's just a mountain of a man. He was a very good offensive rebounder. Uh, but back to Caleb Foster. Like, I, I, I have no animus towards Ronnie James, but – the idea that Bronny James made the McDonald's All-American game. He was like, all over Ahead this. of this both was... of those dudes. Like, Doug what? Doug was on this before. No, I live there. I live in California. His uh, Caleb's team beat them four times. Last time he had 27. Bronny did nothing. Like, he's – there's more to him than just catch and shoot. But I agree with you. He's a driller. It looks good almost every time off his hands. Right? It doesn't – there's no, like – there's no, like – shoot it and hope sort of thing and it, it just went in and rolled in like every one of those ones especially the last two that went in were perfect looking jump shots 
And when you have a guy like Kyle Filipowski, who's not only a tremendous scorer, but also a really good passer out of those double teams, like I, I agree with you. It's, he's way more important based upon the structure of their team than he would be to some other teams. So I, I want to ask both of you, Doug and RC, I want you to weigh in on this. He he struggled against Arizona. Like he looked, it was a little bit uncomfortable. I think it was the first time playing at that level, that level of intensity. He just didn't look right. Like we were there, we saw it happen. The first probably six to eight minutes he was in, in the game tonight, it felt that same kind of way. Like yep. this might be bad a turnover. He dribbled into nowhere. Then he comes off a screen, right? He gets into a pull up and he has like a little eight foot pull up that like rattles home. I don't think he made the shot. It just happened to go in. Right? Comes out in the second half, looks a completely different player. It's a wide open three, swish. It's but, a wide open three, swish. How much does seeing that one shot go in? That's all it is for him. The shots go, it went in, and they struggled because the physicality in Arizona guards, and say we want the Michigan State guards, the yeah. physicality bothers the guys, and that's normal. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're young guys. They're they're, they're, freshmen. they're freshmen, and even Proctor's a, a sophomore. So I was I was proud of what Duke accomplished because again we we saw what happened against Arizona. They got their ass kicked. And they came out tonight, they responded, they rebounded, yeah. and they answered the bell physicality, and I thought that was the biggest difference in the game for me. Here's, here's the analogy. You guys play baseball, and remember, or even go to a cage, and the first time you like go to like 80, go in the 80 cage, you're like, there's no way in hell I'm in that. Right. Right? <laughs> and then you see it a you while, it. put a couple yeah. quarters in, Slows and you're like, down. yes, I can do this. You know? And that's how it is. You know, it's some guys, it takes them longer to adjust. Some guys don't adjust. But, yeah, that thing and, – and, and what happens is you're in practice, and we try and replicate things in practice. The problem with practice is, one, it's still kind of your boys, and especially now. Like, I don't – like, I, I can't speak for you. Like, we got in fights. There was a fight once a week, right? That's just how basketball is. You're around guys all the time. It's physical. You get in fights. Like, I've talked to a bunch of coaches, like, how many fights have you had? Zero. Like, they're all just nice kids. They all just like each other. They're boys. They don't – like, nobody throws down anymore. Our team gets along too well, man. No, it's a, it's a, no shot. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Like, we want culture and whatever. Like, yeah, you need some you need some dudes that want to throw down. Not too many, okay? Like, two, not three. Three's a game, okay? It, 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 and it's, it's what Duke fights against because those guys and being so young, yeah. that's the narc that people's going to say. That if they didn't – if they had lost this game tonight, people going to say they were soft. Bro, I like no, listen, that was going to be listen, the knock. Rather I don't love that not. he's their he's their best player, but you got to have a Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. You got to have a dude yeah. that somebody on the everybody on the team wants to fight every game. Yeah. I, there's a there's a magic to it. Okay, so I think they do. I think it's Ryan uh, Ryan Young. Yeah, because Ryan, Ryan Young, Young's he doesn't guy. even. I don't even think he knows how physical he is. Like he just thinks he's. I'm just trying to do my job, dude. I'm just trying to stay out of people's way. But he, he bangs like into people and the ass to play again. He, he right? bangs like, into somebody, and you can see him running down the court. Like, oh my god, that hurts so bad. <laughs> hurts so bad. So. Um, but I, I, I think what RC said is, is brilliant, right? Young guys are going to have games where they crap the bed, yep. but what do you do the next day? Shira said that Shira said that about Foster. He said like, he didn't complain. He didn't mope. He just came back and practice and, and even keel. Yeah. And he was even keel the whole game. I mean, that was the kind of the beauty. If they can get, McC if they can get, and he's going to come around, you great say McCain. Yeah. Thank you. Jared's going to come around. If they he's get McCain going like. Look out. Yeah, you got you got some issues. Oh. The, the only thing that concerns me about the trio of those guards is, again, no one is consistently putting pressure on the rim. No, they and, do not. And they, and they do not, have to get in the paint. They do not have it. If you've got three small, relatively smaller yeah. guards, 
you got to put more pressure off the rim. Proctor doesn't do it enough. Foster's not doing it as much. And the physicality against the guys bothering them. But they have got to do better at getting in the paint on the dribble and, and, and spacing the floor a little bit, knocking down shots. All right, so let's let's flip this to the Michigan State side because I think the storyline that we all talked about coming into this game was you have two of the top five teams in the country. Both of them are coming off of a loss. Both of them are coming into this game trying not to start the year one and two. Michigan State started the year one and two. The good news is they finally made some threes. They, they were six for 18 tonight. They made six threes. The downside is A.J. Hogard wasn't very good. Jay Nakins wasn't very good. Mati Sissoko, I'm going to be nice and just move past it. <laughs> Can you win when Tyson Walker, who is a – I'm not even going to call him like, – he's, what, like six foot? He's he's small. Six As foot, a guy that small. is a, a six-foot score that doesn't necessarily make other people better, Jeff, can you win at the level that you want to win if you're Michigan State if he's your best player? He needs others. Like, Jay Nakins just didn't play well tonight. He needs – Jeremy Fears and those freshmen to come along a little bit. Xavier Booker. I mean, Xavier Booker's got to – he's kind of the X factor. I don't know if he's going to be ready this year. Probably not, talking to Izzo. But at some point, you probably say to yourself, you know what, I got to roll the dice because Sissoko, not good enough. Cooper, not good enough. Jackson Kohler, who will be back in a month, yeah, he could score, but he can't guard. So maybe at some point you just say, you know what, I'm I'm gonna roll the dice with Booker and see what I get. Well, the, the well, biggest thing is like I, I just Hogard and Aikens have to be better. Like the reason we ranked them that high was because it was Tyson Walker and AJ Hogard and Jaden Aikens. It wasn't because they had Tyson Walker. Could it was you, the three of them. RC, could you play Malik Hall and um, Cohen Carr? Cohen Carr mm -hmm. as it, your bigs. It's the same thing we're talking about with Duke. When you play these three small guards, yeah, but that's what I which, think. Which I think Fears is. I think Fears is the missing guy. But will he be there, Caleb Foster? And when I say but this, no, meaning, but, but Fears is not a shooter. Fears is a, Fears no, is a shot but, creator. Right. But you still, they need. They're not creating shots, opportunities for other guys. Right. So and if I, you're not knocking down shots, then what are you doing? They're struggling. They're like that was at one point that was painful to watch. It would. If Tyson it, would, it, a lot of going, points. A lot of points. If he didn't get going, then okay. Ooh. So. So, but but here would be my thing. I think, I think Izzo, he's he's trying to make the young guys earn it, and I think you kind of got to artificially go like, look, I've seen this, I've seen this play, seen I this know movie how it, before. I know how it ends, okay. And now, look, he's a genius, and he's done this. How many times have we said, play too hard to schedule? I mean, don't they play an outdoor game in Palm Springs next yeah, week or something Arizona. like that? Yeah, they right. So we've seen them lose five or six non-conference games before and still make a run in the NCAA tournament. But for this team. I agree with you. I think because we, we're, we're all operating under the premise okay, that they can't shoot. I think they don't shoot well, but I think they'll shoot a lot better if so, you have a point guard who's creating shots. And I think Jeremy Fierce is that guy. You're going to have to live with some of the freshman stuff. So here's what Izzo said. I expected him post game to come in ranting, whining, right? We know Izzo. What does he do? He, he, he'll whine. He was about as composed Everybody else was asking negative questions, and he got kind of pissed off. He's like, I'm, I'm going to be the glass half full guy here. He's not worried at all about their shooting. He said this is a, a really good shooting team. They've made shots all preseason. That part he's not really worried about. You know what he's happy about? A.J. Hogarth. You know why? He walked in the locker room after the game. He's like, this shit's on me. 
he wanted to see that out of Hogarth. He wanted to see accountability. That, that's right. The, the leadership component is important. Make shots. I, I, I agree. I think you have a much stronger likelihood of making a higher volume and percentage of shots if you have somebody setting you up. It changes every it changes the entire dynamic of it. And I just don't think that I Hogarth got multiple guys who can't. I mean, it's not like Hogarth can't. Yes, yeah, that's, that's never been his game, though. Like knocking down, he's a down, he's, he's downhill, a get downhill, get in your body, guard, yes. get filling contact, drawing guys. Like that was supposed to be. I thought for this team to reach his potential, that that was his role: ball in his hand, being physical, getting in the paint, drawing, drawing coverage, drawing, drawing lobs, or, or kicking out to Malik Hall or to these other guards. Playing on the perimeter without the ball in his hand has never been his strength. I'm not saying he can't knock down a shot. That's just not. No, his strength. he's not. Listen, he's not a great shooter. He's not. He's a competent shooter. Akins is a really good shooter who hasn't shot it well. Tyson Walker's a really good shooter. We saw Malik Hall break out of a two-game slump. Two-game slump. It's two games. No, I'm not freaking. I'm not freaking out. Right. And we just showed you in a graphic if you're watching us uh, on how many times they've started one and yeah. two. Okay, it's happened before. And I did think Malik Hall showed, like, you know, it, it's a little stiff, but he made two, two threes. He at least shot it. No, he, he, he made so two tentative. threes, and he's obviously very good when he's driving, getting into, into, his, into his post game, playing off two feet, playing off that stride stop. Um, but I, I just, I thought when they signed Jeremy Fears, and be like, that's our next guy. We're gonna give him the ball. It just, and ride it, with him. It's not gonna play the freshman, and that's what it is. I think. Oh, no, he'll play him. That's, that's something play. that we've seen, and um, it, it's. It's frustrating. We saw it with Jaron Jackson, but that's just Izzo. He's not going to try. He is My question to you guys: he is what he is. Listen, when we come back here, uh, we have to talk about a team I picked to go to the top four. Goodman laughed at me when that happened. I'm going to rub it in his face. Give it up next. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season, and we are going to have special offers for you the listeners, and the viewers on the field of 68 each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game you will receive up to fifteen hundred dollars in bonus bets if that bet loses just make sure you use the bonus code field 1500 when you sign up and remember bet mgm is now available under one wallet in select states as a new jersey resident this is super convenient for me when i have to go cover games in new york or philly when cross the state borders just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to and most importantly i gotta let you know we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark. It is Tuesday night. We are live in Stadium Studios here in Chicago. We just finished watch, the, watching the Champions Classic. Those weren't the only games that we saw tonight. We got to talk a little bit about Marquette and Illinois. 
before we do, Providence hosting Wisconsin, a Wisconsin team that a lot of us liked, right? They were up by 25 in the second half. They ended up winning 72 to 59 behind 21 points from Devin Carter, four starters and double figures. Bryce Hopkins was 16. Jeff, I said on our hot take show, yeah. I think Providence has a chance to make the final. <laughs> I did laugh at you. And, you and laughed, I'm still laughing. You, you laughed at me. But yeah, in, in all seriousness, I think that this game said more about uh, – the, the dunk than it did necessarily anything else. Um, I want to ask you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to change the, the question a little okay. bit. So we know how good the top three in the Big East is. We've seen Marquette play well. We've seen UConn play well. We've seen Creighton play well. We've also seen the bottom of the Big East struggle. How important is it for that conference overall to get Providence go? They, they need a fourth best team. And if it's if Providence isn't really, really good, like that could be a, a three to four bid league. And that, I don't think that's a hot take. Yeah, because, again, Xavier's not great early, right? I mean, John, it's going to take them a little while to get going. They fought Purdue last night, but I think they're going to struggle a little bit. And, and, you know, maybe they're the seventh-best team at the end of the day in the Big East. Who knows? So I, I think this was a good win for Providence. And you have to protect your home court in games like this, where you're kind of talking about teams that might be on the bubble at the end of the day. Those are the ones you got to win at home. And I don't know how many, how many points do you think it's worth for an elite home atmosphere, home court. Like, because Providence is elite now. It's top five, I think, honestly, in the it, country. It, it, it's a little bit nasty, too. Yeah. Oh, no, a little? Yeah. There, this this year for Providence has a chance to be Texas Tech two years ago. Yeah, sure does. Right? Yeah. You lose a guy who said he was never leaving. Yeah, you're pissed you know, off at the you're world. pissed off at the world. They're already pissed off at the world in Providence because yeah. they're not in Boston. <laughs> right. They're not in New York, right? You know. You said it, not me. I, listen, I mean, it's, you said it, not I mean, it's the reality. I can't wait till we bring Doug it's to the, the I'm going to go, go there, too. Um, He's going nowhere near that I, one now. I also pointed out how awesome the dunk is, to, is. earlier today. And I I personally really like Kim. He's, he's very different than the guy who preceded him in that he's thoughtful and introverted and – and gives incredibly insightful answers, whereas you know you're following a guy that just want to make everybody laugh and fill up a room with his energy. It's different, um, but yeah, this has they have a chance to be a lot better because of that place and because of that energy, feeding off that energy. Um, I I I believe that. I that's a real thing. Like, how much? How many points is it worth? Yeah. What do you think it is? Yes. What do, What do you think it is? Five worth? or six. Yeah. It's a lot. Six. It just can, it can snowball on you. You know. I mean, like, look. I don't think people understand. We all say home court advantage, but it's like if you win 95% of your home games, you're going to go to the NCAA tournament. That's right. Like you're just going to. Yeah. You know, you're not going over on the road, and especially in this league. Like, look, think about it. You just pluck off DePaul and, you know, Xavier's Butler, a tough place and Butler, Butler yeah, and yeah. maybe Georgetown before they get it going or St. John's, right? Like you yeah. win all but one of your home games. Right? Maybe you drop a home game. Okay, so that means you're going to get a couple good scalps, and then you win just a handful of road games. Like you're going to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. That's simple. And then if um, you have a really good year on the I road, think like, you're going to get a good. Why season. are we not talking about the Big Ten? Illinois loses at home. We'll Michigan there. State looks like crap. Yeah, we'll and we'll, and Wisconsin again. No, no, we're calling, now, it's now what's going to happen is what's going to happen is Wisconsin's going to like beat Marquette, and that's going to be their whole non-conference, and try and tell us they're really good because they beat Marquette when they lost everybody else. Well, listen, this is the, I, I want to talk about this this Marquette Illinois game. Sorry, Trevor. Um, this is where we got to talk about Vaulted. Vaulted is an app that allows you to participate in daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. It is the place that you can store your own predictions forever, and by using the Vaulted Challenge feature, you can prove that you're smarter 
than Jeff Goodman. I don't want to say friends because it's it's Jeff. Um, that is V-L-T-E-D, the vaulted app. Uh, so make sure that you challenge your friends, store your predictions, and join in on the daily cash prize pools without an injury fee. My vaulted challenge, Goodman, is that Marquette is going to end up winning the uh, Big East regular season title. I don't know if that's necessarily a hot take, but uh, let me let me frame it to you like this. They go on the road. They play an Illinois team that is good, that is talented, and they do it with a uh, starting point guard who was banged up, who had a, an ankle injury where you said that he was going to be a game-time decision. We saw the picture of the <laughs> ankle. And you actually not, said it. Yeah. No, you we, never saw the picture of the ankle. Do you accept my challenge? You didn't see No, you picture. showed it to me. Yeah, you showed it to me. I never, I never had the picture of the ankle. How could I show you something I never had? You showed it to me. Then how did I see it? I don't want to know what You're else you showed him. <laughs> right. Anyway, I, am I going to take – I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you because, again, I value point guard play. I value uh, chemistry, which I think this team has. And I also think that some teams would come back from last year where, where nobody gave them a chance, and now they got kind of the, the bullseye on their back. I think this Marquette team is going to thrive under that. I think to Tyler Kolick will, will play the same exact way this year as he did a year ago, where a lot of players would be different. Mm -hmm. He's the best point guard in the country. He's the best point guard in the country right now. Tonight he finished with, uh, it was 24 points, six boards. We just saw DeWan Harris win the game. So you'd rather DeWan Harris. I, I just, you just you said, you just like mic drop. Like he's the best in the country. That's it. Yes. Like, yes. Dwan Harris won a national championship, bro. Like, won a national championship. Okay. Done it on the biggest he stage. He also had some dudes around him. Okay. He had but some dudes I, around I, We all watched that game. We watched those games. All right. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Who are you taking? If you could take Tyler Kolick or Dwan Harris? I think it does depend upon surrounding, of course. Su supporting I, cast. I understand that. I'm saying forget the supporting cast. Who's the best point guard in the country? Who are you starting your team with, Tyler Kolick or Dwan Harris? I mean – what, what, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Vanilla or no, chocolate? Pick one. What's what's your favorite kind of pizza? Pick one. one of your sauce. Like, there you you're go. Taking cola? Come on. I would, I, I would I, probably take cola too, but I, I don't think, think it's – I probably would, but it, I'm I not saying it's, it's a – it's, it's a clear. I just think slide, Kolek, but I think Now, Kolek's not as good defensively, but offensively, the dude can do everything. Mm -hmm. He gives you everything. Dewan Harris is not going to have nights like this very often. He's just not. No, but he gets his hands on – I love him. Love He's him. a winner. He's a winner. Yes, There's no question. Is. He's just, He's a, you know, like we appreciate both, his game. If you have one of those point guards. They both tough as hell. Like you you yeah. have a I wonder if his mindset now will change a little bit, Dewan Harris. Because it has to. I didn't say this earlier. I think the biggest difference in last year was last year he was self-checked, which was part of their problem. He wasn't even looking to score. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. He as had much. to. Well, Not he had. Much. He, he had to a year to ago. He was part of the reason they struggled last year when they went through their four or five games sure, because right. you didn't even people, have to guard him. And then when he started, because you got a bunch of non-shooters out there. This year, and, and, he has and, and no even, choice. And it's the same thing now. His game doesn't change, and he he needs the other guys need him to be aggressive, and he was tonight. Aside from his knocking down five. I, I just I, the only thing with that team was I thought losing Omax Prosper was gonna was that that's my question because he brought such energy. He did, and, and he took the best guy. He locked on and to he, the best he, guy I mean, and, that, and, and that erased him. So dynamic to have a guy that's that that much energy and that much joy in playing defense, and but they did it. They have they they got a great group. And that's a hell of a I think win. I think we got an answer tonight to that a little bit. They gave them 64 points to an Illinois team that is it is really, really talented. Doesn't mean that they're a great basketball team. Sorry, Trevor, but it means that they are really, really talented. I want to ask you, Doug, you had a point to make about the Big Ten. Goodman called it the little ten. 
kind of laughed a little bit. What do we? Where where do we stand on this conference right now? We just saw Michigan State get smacked. We saw Wisconsin get smacked. We saw Illinois lose at home. Iowa lost in Creighton. You know what I saw? You know what I saw a couple nights ago? Uh, you saw I, Indiana struggle. Almost lose to Army. <laughs> I mean, this league looks kind of bad right now. Well, it's it's again like if if we're fair and we go around the country, lots of teams are getting plucked off by lesser teams because it's you have all new teams. But I think that, and, and again, not every team in the Big Ten is like that. Little Ten. Um, no, you, you do the Little Ten. Like I, go ahead. What are you no, going to say? I, I was going to ask you a question. I think when you look at the other conferences, Big East, ACC, SEC, I, I think you can say you feel really comfortable about a strong four to five teams. What's the strong four to five teams in the Big Ten? You can't have them right now. You you can't come up with four. I mean, five. I mean, we're get, we'll make a big deal about Michigan because they had a win, but I think the truth is like St. John's just gonna be okay. They and, caught them at the right and time, and they caught them too. early in the yeah. season. And it's just know? a big surprise. Team finished next to last. No, no question. They, so we don't so, really we don't. Really, but again, we look at these Gavit games. Iowa gets by Creighton. Okay, Creighton's better than them. You know, good. none of them are beating UConn. You know, they're just not. I don't know. I I'm, I think I, it's open. I think it's just I, fair. I, I think open. this is the this is the real deal. That league is struggling to find its identity in the new era, okay? Because that's not how it's all. It already struggled in the previous era because they've always had the big plotting. Big they were guys, the big guys, and they've always been big. And everybody physical, had one, right? And everybody has one. So you have to, in order to win the league, you had to have a big dude, mm-hmm. and you didn't have a back, backup big dude, or you couldn't win the league. But then you get out of the league, and everybody's playing small and fast, and you can't win. You can't. That's why you can't win the tournament. Yeah. Everybody else has pro guards and versatile players. And dudes that step out and, and mid-majors have guys that can shoot, right? I mean, this, so this now – You're just explaining right now why I am so in on Michigan this year. Okay, wait, wait. So let me, let me finish you can do on your Michigan rant, okay? So now you add to the fact that they still have that mentality, many of these teams, mm-hmm. of, of how you have to play in the Big Ten. And then other teams are going out and they're paying more money. They have better athletes. They're recruiting better dudes. And – they're also used to not having a high recidivist rate. Whereas Big Ten schools have always been like Michigan State, like mm-hmm. as a freshman, play some, grow, 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 junior, senior year, like old school style. It's the most old school of the leagues. And I think they're struggling to figure out who they are. Whereas the, like the Big East, perfect example, like Big East wasn't very good a couple years ago. But when UConn changed and they started recruiting and you start plucking guys away and now Marquette, once they got turbocharged by, by, by changing coaches, like, and that Creighton, league is dynamic and Creighton, NIL and, and look, right Creighton's got NIL yeah. and and I don't but think some Big Ten te- listen, Indiana, Illinois, there are some Big Ten teams yes. that have NIL. Who let, do you feel comfortable with? Let's talk about the teams you do. If you can't name five, who do you feel comfortable with? Right, give me team? your second team at this point. I don't know. You tell me. Like they, they haven't <laughs> look, they've been <laughs> utterly <laughs> unimpressive. I'm still with <laughs> Michigan State. Like, like yes, come on. Like I don't want to play Michigan right. State. Yeah, Michigan State's gonna be fine. I do not want to play Michigan State in the NCAA tournament. Here's my 30 second spiel on Michigan that I'm gonna try to convince you on. Kay. Doug McDaniel, I think he's real. I think that this he the, is real. The start that he's had yeah. to the season is very legit. I, I think that they have enough shooters. I think Olivier Kamwa has been one of the most impressive transfers in the country. Nobody is talking about. If you go and look what they're doing, everything is at threes or layups, right? They've kind of figured out this pace and space. Like, like can, can we ball. also just say, like, I think Honor Dickinson played a great game mm-hmm. and Jet is in the NBA. But the best thing that happened is those guys are gone. Yeah. 
You know, no, Jet, I mean, Jet took terrible shots and didn't guard anybody. You're, and you're he's not, a coach's you're, kid. You're not got okay? a bunch of really good players. Yes, it's just and, tough and, to play. And they and have. They all only have one agenda. Want to run. And you know what else? They, they only have? have one agenda. You know what else they have? What? They have Phil Martelli coaching. <laughs> <laughs> we don't Stop have to go that. there. We don't have to go there. Listen, listen. We have. Uh, we've seen two of the best teams in the country, the top two teams in the country, number one and number two. The last two nights, Goodman. When we come back. I'm going to make you decide who the best team in college basketball is. College basketball season kicks off this week, and there is no better way to get prepared for the wild finishes, the bad beats, and the total unpredictability of the sport that we all love than by purchasing access to the Almanac, a project that we at the Field of 68 partnered on with Three Man Weave, Heat Check CBB, and Verbal Commits. Unlike last season, the Almanac is no longer a PDF. Rather, it is a website that features more than 1,500 words on each and every one of the 362 Division I teams in college basketball. We wrote more than 800,000 words in total. We spoke to every single Division I head coach to get a feel for the rosters, the rotation, the projected starter lineups, and what they think their team is going to look like this year. For everyone, from the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, they deserve to be covered like they matter. And over at the Almanac, that is precisely what we do. Access costs just $19.99 for the year and can be purchased at the link in the description below. And now, back to our show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Tuesday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live here at Stadium Studios in Chicago. Doug Gottlieb, Jeff Goodman, Randolph Childress. My name is Rob Doster. This is the Field of 68 After Dark. Remember, we are going to be live over on the Stadium YouTube channel and the Stadium app at uh, the top of the hour. And we are going to be spending 30 minutes over there. It's a new show. It's called Last Call. Jump in the chat over there. We'll put the link in the description here. Make sure that you ask us questions. We are going to be doing a Q&A over there for 20 minutes. I'm going to ask Doug Gottlieb anything that you put in that chat, uh -oh. unless it's going to get him canceled. If someone's going to get him canceled, then we're not going to ask That's him that okay. question. I've, yeah. I haven't gotten canceled. I've stepped in the third rail plenty of times. <laughs> so make sure, make sure you jump in there, put some questions in there. We want to do some interaction. We want to hear from you guys. That's the best part of doing the show. All right. I teased it before we went to the break, guys. Last night, we saw Purdue play. And we saw Purdue go about like 75% of their capacity and hold a Sean Miller team off like it was an older brother kind of keeping the younger brother away from the ball. Tonight we saw Duke kind of turn things around a little bit. We saw Kansas come back from 14 down in the second half 
to beat a Kentucky team that is uh, surprising, I think is the way that we'll phrase it. We saw on Friday Arizona kind of manhandled this Duke team that beat Michigan State tonight. So I'm going to ask you, Jeff, we've seen probably the teams that are the, the, the one, the two, and the three uh, teams in the AP poll right now. Who's the best team in college basketball as of this moment? Mm. Not easy, right? Mm. Right? Really tough. I'm giving it to Arizona today. I just think they had the most impressive win going into Cameron. And we saw it today, like Duke they, bounced they back. They smacked it. Mm-hmm. Arizona smacked That's it. That's what I'm too. saying. And, and it was a no-doubter. The thing with Arizona, to me, the pieces fit. They can score and they can guard. They've got bigs. they got some good young guys that are coming. I mean, you, you, Caleb Love didn't even do that much. Didn't have to. Because Kai Boswell looked like a upper-tier point guard. One of the better point guards in the country. And, and if he can do that, Keisha Johnson's a man with winning DNA that can really, really get after it in the defensive end. I just – I like how their pieces fit together. I'm going to go Arizona. I just think when we talk about Purdue, we look at the hole. There's a glaring hole there right now, right? When you look – What's the glaring hole? The foreman. The four. Yeah. Foreman. Yeah, that's fair. You know, we talked about it earlier today. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're the one team that, when you look at them, just within their front, their first five, I don't see a weakness. Talk about Arizona. Yep. Defensively, pace, scoring offensively, balance inside, outside. They seem to be role acceptance. Yes, for the most part. Now Caleb, which we'll is see which is different because there used to be a team we were thinking like, hey, all offense in the world, right? And now that team I, we the, saw the change at point guard is the, is the change. A hundred percent. The change, and I'm not trying to kill a kid, right? right. He just he wasn't. He's a he was, shooter scorer, and he was too erratic. He was he was too erratic, but he also couldn't change it defensively. He reminded Correct. you a lot of a lot of the earlier Gonzaga guards, you know, where it played like the game was til- court was tilted. So uh, I, I I still think though that Purdue is right there, you know. Sure. And again, we're talking November. We're not talking March, and that's it's going to be interesting to see how they evolve. And I agree with you. They have a lot of options for that four, but nobody. And uh, RC, I don't know if you and I have gotten the discussion. I think the four is the second most important mm-hmm. position in the sport. It is super important for them because it's next to the most dominant figure in college basketball. But also because you know you you switch four, you know, so that guy's got to guard the point. And and next to that big guy, you got to be able to play off him. And you got to be able to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And and you got to be able to cover for him defensively as well because he isn't. You know, there's a lot of different rotational stuff you got to do. So they're um, mentioning and matching for the results. It's almost like, hey, I want to put this guy in to make shots. I want to put this guy in when yes. I want to switch defensively. Yes. Put this guy in to see how it goes. So we'll see. That that that's a that's probably the only weakness that they have. Let, let me let me ask you guys this then. Other than Michigan State, what team has changed your mind the most? Where is your biggest? Uh, leap from what you thought basically 10 days ago to where we are at this very moment. Because for me, it's Michigan. Like I, I honestly, I don't need to go down the rant again. For me, it's Michigan. I think Michigan's legit like a top 20 team in America. I think it's too early to tell. Yeah, me too. I, I think it's too early to tell. Um, the Arizona That's win for was, the was so show. big because it was actually in Cameron. It's not a neutral site game. You know, going into Cameron and winning is why. That's a hell of a win. That's mm-hmm. a great win. That's like we had Arizona as a top ten team. Really no, at that point. Okay, so I mean, look, there's still a lot that we haven't seen. We haven't seen Houston against somebody legit, right? Right. Um, 
we saw Baylor. Uh, the SEC is still outside of Kentucky. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, like, Arkansas. I understand that it's sometimes it's not easy on the eyes, but that's where the dudes are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, whoa! Well, we, saw I, we, saw, we saw Tennessee in the scrimmage against mm-hmm. Michigan State. Like, they got dudes. Arkansas Kentucky. got dudes. Look at Kentucky. Bama got dudes. Kentucky's got dudes. Yeah. Right? No, no doubt. Like, no doubt. It, it means All, Auburn more. with Aiden Holloway, I think, is going to be a right. problem. Right. And so we, we, we yeah. think in our mind, well, Big East, Big East has always gotten in Big 12 and whatever, like, just telling you the trend is everybody's going there. I, I think the SEC is the best conference in America. Well, these next two weeks are going we'll to see. determine we'll who, see. What, who's we'll got see. the resume. We'll see. Again, we don't know. Sure. Like these next two weeks are going to determine it. We didn't even mention Texas a we'll, we'll see. I mean, let's listen. Right. I mean, right. I Big 12, we, we didn't mention BYU. They had a pretty good win there against San Diego State, right? We Houston, we saw Kansas. We've seen Baylor. You know, we haven't seen Kansas State against somebody good. We'll um, see the ACC yeah, we, we SEC saw that challenge USC. coming they, up, too. They, they, they lost that first game. Yeah, they lost the first game. But they didn't have their best player. Right. They may not. K-State didn't have their best player. They may not. Okay. He might not be there. I mean, they feel player. pretty confident they're going to get him back at some point here soon, but it's in the legal system. Sure. So. Sure. I mean, and look, Iowa State, there's there's a bunch there. So, I'm with you. I think the SEC has, has the premier talent. Um I think the Big Twelve is going to be right there. Would be would be my guess. And then the Big East with those, but this, it's more Big of a three. Big East is like it's a top three, maybe some, four. Well, the problem is again Villanova. That's that's Xavier, that's the big one. It's St. John's already have losses that you're like. Well, here's here's the have. thing about the Big East is that when we came into the season, we were saying, okay, we know how good the top three is. Oh well. Look at Villanova. They just added all of these transfers. Right. They got to be a top 20 team. And yeah. look at Kim English. He's yeah. walking into a situation where he's got two of the top six players in the league. And oh, by the way, Rick Patino got all of these kids in at, at St. John's. And oh, by the way, Ed Cooley is going to Georgia. And oh, by the way, Sean Miller's bringing back everything for all of these different players at Xavier. Well, Sean Miller lost his two best players for the season. St. John's looks like they're not there yet. Uh, Georgetown is nowhere near there yet. And Villanova, like, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Well, here's the question of Villanova is, how hard is that going to be to get it back on track? Well, when you got three million in NIL, you're going to get a couple chances. The Mm -hmm. the problem with the NIL with Villanova is, that's not the that's not their culture. That's not the culture. Agreed. Right. Agreed. And whereas like. The NIL culture in the SEC is like that's how we do business, right? right? Like this is not, right. That's not how Villanova is, has this isn't done that it. New, yeah, right. Yeah, and true. and Villanova has taken a lot of transfers when Jay was there, but they sat a year. Okay? I don't think they, they took a lot. They, they a took lot. a lot. Four, four transfers in his last ten years. Yeah. Four transfers in Kyle Neptune's second season. But that's also why he retired. <laughs> so we haven't yeah, adjusted his right. this madness yeah. of what he's dealing with now. So. I think some of that is and be you have, some and you're dealing to, with the expectations of like right. he didn't lose a Big Five game, right? Ever the last mm-hmm. like they didn't lose like the last five six years didn't lose any of those games. It was the the last time that he lost a Big Five game was at Penn in 2018 in December. They lost by three. It was the same year we talked about this last night. It was the same year that he lost to Furman in November. And they ended up as a sixth seed that year. Colin Gillespie was a sophomore. Sadiq Bay was a freshman. Eric Pascal was on that team. But Jay Wright was on the sideline. Yes. That big was, the, that big was difference. the big difference. I think they respond. Yeah. All right. Here's what I got for you. you. You each got 15 seconds to answer this question. I want your hottest take. As of as of this very moment, give me your hottest take for the rest of the season. 
it's so vague. Wow. Yeah, right. It's giving, right. I mean, like, you, that, that's like you got to prepare. I, I, I'll us. say this. Izzo is my – I've been on record. He's my favorite coach in college basketball. Right? And mm-hmm. I think him and Bill Self are the best coaches in college basketball. But I, I, I said this today. My concern with Michigan State is, is that are they the Carolina of this year? Meaning not that they're not going to make the tournament because they will, but that we rated them too high. And now the expectations are too high because of how they finished last year. Mm-hmm. Kyle Filipowski be the national player of the year. Wow. I like it. Goodman? Kansas won't make, to make it till the second weekend. Won't make it till the game. second weekend. Second weekend of the Is NCAA Bill going to be sick for the first weekend again? No. <laughs> okay. I just Listen, I think they're one injury away. One injury away. Who isn't one? No, injury. there's a lot of teams that can take an injury. The Queen had a pair. You, you know, saw Jamari the McDowell was in there tonight, <laughs> and they don't have they don't have shooters. I, I know, but listen, but listen. How long we've been doing? How long been doing this? I know, I know. Okay, I mean, dude, I know. he's done stuff to where you're like, this team does not have. There's a Final Four team a couple years he's ago. He's getting yeah. through the first weekend. Yeah, he's getting through the first. You weekend. asked for the got. craziest yeah. take. No, he's in a hot take. Yeah, well, yeah, that's you're you're not great at, at thinking on the fly, so I'll come that's up with a better. One. My my, uh, I, I don't know if this is necessarily a bold take, but I think that the Big East is only going to get four teams in the tournament, but three of them are going to be playing there when there's eight teams left in America. That's Love my it. boldest take here. Listen, uh, last call on the stadium app, the stadium YouTube channel. That's where we're going to be heading over there for 30 minutes here. As soon as we finish up right here on the field of 68 after dark, that's Doug Gottlieb. That's Jeff Goodman. That's Randolph Childress. My name is Rob Doster, and we are going to be answering your questions over there. This is something that we're going to be doing all year long. Instead of doing the afters, we are doing last call. It is going to be on the stadium YouTube channel. So head over there. Make sure you jump in the chat. Ask us questions. We're going to answer all of them. This has been the field of 68 after dark.